Yo, welcome to Beast Podcast. And if you don't know, Beast stands for bringing empowerment and skills together. And that's exactly what we strive to do on this show. We talk life skills, we talk financial literacy, we talk personal development. All these things are going to help you be a better you. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Yo, yo, yiggity, yo, yo, rise and grind, my beautiful people. If it's morning, if you're listening to us, if it's midday, good afternoon. If it's evening, good night. <laughs> it's your host, Coach Beasley, Coach Beasley's Chronicles. Um, and on today's show, I'm going to talk about preparation and how proper preparation is key. Um, so for those who don't know, I accepted an assistant coaching position at Pine Manor College, PMC which is in Chestnut Hills, Massachusetts, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, for those who aren't familiar with Chestnut Hills, right outside of Boston. Um, And today starts our preseason training. So the kids had, you know, the players have had one full week of classes. So, you know, they're kind of settled into their, you know, routine. Um, Now we're getting ready for the season, and that starts now. Um, And I kind of want to talk about how you can use the preparation that we are using for our players, how you can use that if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, um, how you can use that in your own personal development and whatever you're doing. Uh, So first things first um, is you have to have some type of guideline as far as schedule, as far as uh, how how much time you actually have to prepare. So our season starts, our practices begin October 15th. So that gives us a solid 33 days, I believe it is. Uh, I think it might be 32 now that it is uh, Monday. But it gives us a solid month to get our players ready for the season. Um, So we've broken it up. We made a, a schedule that integrates very well with everybody's school schedule so it doesn't hinder on you know, they're sleeping, they're studying and things like that, uh, which is very key because you don't want your players to get worn down in the preseason. So then they have no gas, you know, going into the season where the the stuff actually gets mentally draining and tough and you're preparing for games and things like that. Because you also want to prevent injuries um, along the way. And how you do that is by proper preparation. Um, so, for example, we split it up to where they do lifting and conditioning three days a week. And two days a week, um, they're doing skill development stuff. And then obviously we have open gyms twice a week as well. Um, So basically what that yields us is 10 workouts, 10 team-oriented workouts, right? These are all, notice how how I'm breaking it down. We have one month, we're going to work out three times a week, all right? Or it's, yeah, three times a week. So notice already I'm compartmentalizing the, the workouts and how they're going to be integrated. So one thing for these sessions is each lift, each weight room session is going to be one hour. All right, it's going to be four kids in each session. So as a coach, I have to make sure that the workouts are moderately paced, um, where we're working on form and function over just throwing a bunch of weight around, right? Because you got to think a lot of these, well, the age group I'm dealing with are, are freshmen. Majority of them are freshmen, 18, 
18, 19 years old who have probably little experience with lifting weights, who probably have little experience with the proper form and controlling the weight instead of just trying to, I call it ego lift and just try to throw throw up a bunch of weight because it looks good on a snap and it looks good, you know, and, and stuff like that. So being able to teach proper form and function, but at the same time, still keep it, you know, moderately paced where they're not waiting around for, for reds and sets because we'd only, we do only have one hour. So what I've prepared for the lifting part is a lot of compound lifts. So what a compound lift is, it's pretty much a lift that works on two different, uh, or not two different, but multiple body parts. For example, a curl press. You're contracting your, your core along with working your biceps with the actual curling motion. And then you're also working your shoulders with the overhead press motion, right? So you're getting a compound lift, a two for one, more bang for your buck. Uh, and majority of the workouts are going to be these type of lifts because we really want to, well, I really want them to get used to, like I said, controlling the weight, controlling, being able to uh, be stable from the ground up, right? Not just be able to throw a whole bunch of weight because the longevity, I, I keep preaching the longevity of the season. The college season is a grind mentally, physically, emotionally. In order to get these guys ready for this grind, I have to, you know, get them ready physically, which starts from the foundation, which starts from stability and, and things like that. So, so these 10 workouts are going to be based on a lot of compound movement, a lot of core, and then also flexibility. Uh, I'm putting together a video, which I actually be out, uh, plan on dropping it this Friday, which will actually be a stretching video, 10 minute stretch they need to do daily that hits all the key areas, all the main areas. A lot of athletes suffer from tight hips, tight hamstrings, which then goes into a tight back, which then goes into, you know, not much stability uh, in their joints as far as ankle mobility and knee mobility because everything's so tight and everything's pulling so hard as far as their muscles. So getting them on this stretching plan to one is going to ingrain the habit of stretching, uh, ideally in a perfect world, right? And two, like I said, like I keep preaching longevity. I keep using that word longevity because we want our players to be able to sustain for the entire season. Uh, and me personally, I'm excited for this for this preseason workout. Uh, it gives me a chance to test out different theories and hypotheses on how the body works, on what's going to work. Um, it gives me and also my the other assistant coach, George Chapman. He's actually he was actually on a podcast. Uh, previously, it gives us time to really break down what these players need as far as skill development. Um, I was talking to uh, one of the other coaches who was also on the podcast, Coach Mark Jenkins, about hey, like what are some concepts and things that we need to have in place so come the season time we can jump that learning curve, right? Because the beginning of season, there's always that learning curve. How does a coach teach different principles? What are, our off, what are our different looks within the offense? What are some reads within the offense? If we can teach our athletes different reads, certain reads, it's going to speed up the learning curve in the process. And I'll explain. For example, let's say there's a team that plays a lot of pick and roll. They do a lot of high pick and roll. 
flat screens, side pick and roll ball screens, right? If I can teach the players how to work out of these situations and the different reads out of the pick and roll, when we go to actually put in sets and we go to actually, you know, do practices and, and even work on defense, we already have an idea of the different reads we're going to see. Um, I feel like, and, and this is a beauty too, with the coaching staff I'm on now, and then even with Coach KO uh, out of Orlando, the way that we all teach and, and that we all coach is we don't want our players to be robots. We want them to make reads. We want them to be comfortable making reads, be comfortable making mistakes in a sense, right? We don't want to make them robots, pass here, cut here, only do this, only do this, right? We want to give them the freedom to be able to develop as players, to be able to explore those different options. Um, so that's going to be big as far as skill development, working with our bigs on the different reads that they're going to see and footwork and things like that. Because in skill development, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of things that you could focus on. Obviously, the, the basics, ball handling, passing, shooting, those are all key. Those are all major. But it's the little things that that end up making or breaking a player, right? A player can have all the ball handling ability. He can be able to shoot. But if they don't understand spacing, it's not going to help. If they don't understand how to pick their spots, it's not going to help. If they don't understand reads off a down screen, reads off a ball screen, it's not really going to help. It's not often in the game of basketball that you get an ISO situation. I believe this is just an estimate you might see. Uh, I don't want to say you might see, but I'd say... 10 possessions out of an entire game are ISO situations, and majority of those situations are fast break, are either fast break situations, or they're half court one-on-one -on -one late in a shot clock, and I wouldn't even call them one-on-one, -on -one because most teams, they go with a high screen and roll and try to get a switch on the big, so it's not really, it is a one-on-one -on -one situation, but it's run out of some type of set, some type of system. Um, so yeah, just a, just a couple of things that that we're working on developing our players for um, and a couple tips for you players who are going into preseason workouts or maybe training yourself. Um, one thing I want to stress is being in shape. You have to be in shape. If you are in shape early, it's going to make the world of difference. That's why coaches have to do conditioning because players don't. They're not in shape. We've had a couple open gyms, and we've noticed, you know, after the third or fourth game, you know, our players are walk, trying to trying to walk up and down the court because they're out of shape. So that's why we're having these conditionings. Whereas, if these guys are already in shape, if they're already in shape, you know, we can do more skill development things. We can do more weightlifting things. We can we can progress our development as a team if everybody does their part and is in shape. So players, do your part. Make sure you're in shape. Make sure you're, you're running. And if you're running, this is actually a great pro tip for you guys. Do speed runs. What I mean by that is I give you like a blueprint of what a speed run looks like. You start off with a five-minute warm-up. Just light running, just warm-up. After that five minutes, you stretch, get water, do whatever you need to do. After that, you split it up into interval runs. So you're going to run one minute at your 3K pace, I'm sorry, your 5K pace, which is uh, about three miles, I believe, 3.3. Uh, you're gonna run at that pace. Um, so, and and this is actually an app 
um, on your phone. It's a Nike Run app. You can choose Speed Run. I just did this yesterday. And it'll prompt you when to stop, when to start, so you don't have to worry about keeping your timer, which is very convenient. And he coaches you through it. Um, and one of the key things that um, the coach was saying on this particular run is you want to have a strong run during your intervals, right? You want to have a strong run. He says, run at the pace that makes you feel strong, not that makes you feel tired, not that makes you feel drained, that makes you feel strong. So pretty much what he's saying is pace yourself, run at a at a solid pace, a solid pace, but like he said, strong, where you're taking long strides, where each stride is powerful, each step is meaningful, you know what I'm saying? You're actually covering distance with each stride, you know? Um, and then those one minute breaks, you're actually taking a break. You're walking, hands above the head, controlling your breathing. All right. And this is the reason why I like doing these type of runs, because that's the game of basketball. You're up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Then there's a foul. Now you're at the free throw line for 30 seconds to a minute. Then it's up and down. It's up and down. It's up and down. Then there's a foul. All right. Ball on the floor. Subs. All right. That's about 30 seconds. Then it's up and down, up and down. Stop. Okay. Then something else happened then it's up and down you see what i'm saying like basketball is very stop and go stop and go being able to sprint control you know so doing those type of runs will help you get into basketball shape rather than people who run you know miles upon miles you know that's don't get me wrong it's good to stay in shape but it's it's not as efficient as doing uh the interval runs and the speed runs um so yeah, and then as far as lifting, I'm telling you guys, compound exercises, working on form and function. I would definitely advise players, this is something I've tested on myself the past two and a half months, and it's worked very well for me. I haven't touched a weight. I just started lifting last week once I moved to Boston, but I haven't touched a weight in two or three months. I've gotten stronger, faster, more explosive. Why? Because I've been doing yoga. Yoga is a full body workout. It's important. A lot of people, you know, don't understand that the, 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 the benefits of yoga and how it does help you strengthen but lengthen at the same time. What I mean by that is it lengthens your mu muscles because you are strength. You are stretching, right? But it also strengthens your muscles because of some of the postures you have to hold. And you have to really ground yourself and you have to really engage your muscles and you're mindfully engaging your muscles. The reason why that's important, mindfully engaging your muscles is because in the game of basketball, there's going to be a lot of times where, well, I'm sorry, there are a lot of times where athletes are doing movements and doing things, but they aren't doing them mindfully. They're just kind of going through the motions of, for example, shooting. They're not mindfully engaging in their hips so they can get up into their shot. They're not mindfully pushing the ball out in front of them on their ball handling to get into a dribble pull-up, right? So it set the foundation. It sets the foundation for players to be mindful of how they're training and how they're um, moving their body and using their body and what muscles are being used um, with certain exercises and lifts. So just some free game for y'all, man. I'm excited for these workouts, man. I'm pulling up to the school right now if you like what you hear what you heard you want me to do more of these type of podcasts let me know um as always peace love and breath blessings bringing empowerment skills together it's currently 5 40 a.m so that's that's probably why i'm slurring my words 
as I'm sipping on this this cup of coffee. But yeah, you know, we're going to keep getting to it. We're going to keep learning and growing. Uh, Coach B's Chronicles. Add me on Instagram at SirBezus, S-I-R-B-E-A-Z-U-S. And stay tuned to the YouTube series, uh, Coach B's Chronicles. I'm actually going to document my life because I do a lot of weird shit. I do a lot of interesting shit, and I feel like people can get value from it. Um, especially my route and my journey as an entrepreneur um, and things upon that sort. I, I think it's a, I think it's something definitely video worthy. Ugh, excuse me. I think it's something people get a lot of value out of, especially me creating this online training profile. So let me know your thoughts, comments, concerns, and we're going to keep rocking. All right. Have a blessed one. Peace. want to thank you for listening to the podcast and if you enjoy what you heard please share with a friend a family member a co-worker or anybody who you think can get value from it and don't forget to subscribe whether you're on apple music or google play we'll keep giving you that fire content all right y'all have a blessed one peace